Hi, loves. Welcome to our newest episode of AW Confidential. Listeners know that AW does not shy away from the uncomfortable. And today's topic oftentimes makes people cringe, maybe squirm a little. September is Sexual Health Awareness Month. And the subject of today's conversation will involve our sexual health. The subject of sex and sexual health can trigger a few different emotions, embarrassment, alarm. For some, it could be delightful. Reactions vary depending on culture, upbringing, and experiences. Men are perceived to be more confident when talking about it, while women may prefer a little more privacy. And there are always exceptions to that rule. But the landscape has changed. Intimidating as it could be, we are beginning to open up conversations that once were taboo. Our guest today has joined forces with Chispa, the number one Latine, Latine, because I'm Latina, um, dating app to highlight the importance of sexual health education. And we celebrate it. During Sexual Health Awareness Month, we will be offered some resources for improvement. Dr. Shannon Chavez is a sexual health expert and clinical psychologist based in Beverly Hills, California. The nationally recognized educator and therapist has been featured in major media platforms, including New York Times, Cosmopolitan, Glamour, Women's Health, HuffPost, GQ, Men's Health, and so many more. It's a long list, Dr. Chavez. And we're so excited to share that she is with us today to discuss key messages about prioritizing our sexual well-being and fostering open conversations about sexual health. Welcome, Dr. Chavez. That was a long intro for you. You know, I love the work that I do. I'm so proud even hearing it back at, you know, I'm, I'm just thrilled that I get to be here talking about what I love to talk about, sexual health, wellness, all the things. And I love that you speak about it so openly because we do need more of that. So thank you for being here with us today to chat a little bit about it. So many of us struggle with communicating our wants and needs just in general. And for some reason, we have reservations or or hesitation, I think is more the word, about sharing it with someone that we're dating or a long-term partner or a husband. And, you know, I think part for, and I speak as a woman, we generally want to please. We we do that a lot. And we do it to the point where we forget that we, you know, we also need to get our own satisfaction and attention. So when navigating conversations about our sexual needs and desires, what have you found to be the biggest challenge for couples that face, um, you know, in, in relationships in general? And would you say the problem is communication or just not knowing what we want? Ooh, great question. And it's it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I mean, we're the issue is vulnerability. I think we know how to communicate, but we hesitate to communicate. We think that what if I get judged? 
I feel shame. What if it's going to be different than what a partner may want or need? And we've learned that there's sort of this idea of normal sexuality and then everything else. But the reality is, is we all have very diverse sexualities. If we think about what sexuality and sexual health really is, it's about intimacy, pleasure, and connection. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. So yes, we definitely are going to have a lot of differences in what those interests are. And that's the barrier. Communicating is a vulnerability because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And unfortunately, a lot of people have had negative outcomes. Maybe a partner has laughed at them. They've ignored them. They've avoided the conversation. They've felt their own shame. So just one experience like that can lead us to really shutting down or feeling a lot of reservation around sharing what our interests are. And even rejection, that's a big one. I know for me, rejection is huge. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've only been able to improve it because of what I do. I get re- rejected quite a bit as a writer. <laughs> but um, <laughs> as a creator, you sort of get, you know, you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, which is rejection. Now, what, in your opinion, is something that we can do just as individuals or partners to improve on communicating and and just getting our point across because like you said it does have a lot to do with vulnerability and I I'm I'm glad you shared that because I, I never thought about it that way but to share our deepest desires really does require us to you know it's like taking that hard shell off and yes. being seen right Yes, and that's a big first step. I mean, I would actually recommend that people focus on individual health before partnered intimacy. And that means ask yourself these questions. When I'm working with people individually, I find that it's hard for them to even say, what are my values? How do I feel about monogamy or openness or this type of behavior? So doing that self-reflection and awareness, you have some bullet points. You have a sense of intention around communication before going into it blindly and saying, I've never thought of this and now a partner is asking me and I'm stunted or I don't know what to say or is this okay, is this not okay? In a way, it gives us a mental rehearsal. It gives us the opportunity to say, is that really what I want or is that what I've been told my whole life I want? And I'm glad you brought up rejection and just even the experience of being a woman or being a man and what we've been taught, what we've learned versus what is truly ours. So I think starting with yourself allows you to do a little bit of reconciliation around some of those questions. And then it makes that vulnerability not necessarily easier, but more approachable because we have a sense of what it is that we want, or at least that we know, even if those questions are hard to answer. And and that's such an important, crucial first step. And I loved, you, you mentioned a few key things and it's sort of, is um, it cues us into my next point. So I grew up in a Latino household. My parents are Dominican and the word sex was a no-no. Discussions about, you know, your period and and your body and desires and and sexual health in general was just, it it just didn't happen. It it was almost like, okay, it's, it's the elephant in the room and I have worked very hard to break that cycle and do something different with my daughter who will be 21, believe it or not, in a few months. But um, so I've tried really hard to not do those same things and do something different. In your experience, how can cultural influences 
shape our perception of sexuality? And um, how will you partner with Chispa to help improve how we embrace identity while exploring our, um, our preferences? Yes, I love this question. And thank you for sharing about your experience because your experience is my experience also as a Latina growing up in a conservative household. And that's a big reason why I got into this work. Our culture has a lot to do with our programming, our working models of everything, love, relationships, success. We have so many of these teachings that run deep. I mean, this isn't just one generation. We're talking about generations and generations of traditions and teachings and modeling and observation. So when we're changing that, it can feel like a huge leap outside of our comfort zone. It can feel like we're being bad, naughty, it's wrong. There's a lot of guilt that runs deep, which is why I think focusing on our unique experiences in our culture are so, so, so important. That was one of the reasons I partnered with Chispa. I mean, this is a Latin dating app. These are Latin singles that are going out and dealing with these issues that we all share and trying to navigate that and reconcile how I kind of hold on to my culture, but also embrace a modern world where things are changing. I mean, there's a lot of new rules in dating. People are using technology. So I think it's important that we focus on our unique cultural experiences that we can honor. I mean, as Latinas, we're prideful about our culture, but there's still a lot of shame around sex. I mean, your experience was mine. My parents would whisper the word sex. Even when I became a sex therapist, it was, oh, I can't even admit to the family. How do I say this? I mean, my mom for years. I would have loved to be a fly on that room, in that room. <laughs> and we've come a long way as a family. I mean, my parents and family seeing me do this work and how empowering it can be, it changes our culture. It changes the way we embrace that. sexuality, which is why in this partnership with Chispa, that's my role. I want to educate. I want to make it approachable. I don't want people to be afraid to talk about sexual health, even the problems or concerns that may be more stigmatizing or the things that we don't want to tell people. But they're normal. That's my biggest message is normalizing the fact that we are going to go through sexual health concerns. We're going to have questions. We don't know everything. Everything is learned. So to be able to speak to my community and the Latinos and Latinas that have experienced very similar things, it helps us break through some of the barriers that hold us back from pleasure and connection. That's what sex is about. I love that. I love that. It's just, it, it is empowering. Absolutely. Now, I find that, like you said, there is shame around these conversations. And particularly, there is shame around sexual fulfillment. So how can your strategies help build a stronger connection with the partner in this area and increase relationship satisfaction, which I believe can, you know, can really be, um, it could have a real impact on relationships and, and it does end relationships. Yes, it, it absolutely does. And I think my biggest goal is to help broaden individual and couples understanding of what sexual health is. It's not just the sex that we're having. It is all of the umbrella of intimacy, the way we're interacting, communicating, negotiating, compromising, sharing with empathy, not judging and being curious about our unique experiences with pleasure. And that's going to look different for everyone. I think if we get caught up in the idea of this is sex, what we find is that a lot of people are not necessarily satisfied or even motivated by just that aspect of sexual health. But 
emotional intimacy, spending quality time together, being able to connect on a lot of different elements of what's going on in your life lead to more desire for play and pleasure and bringing that integration in, I think is so important because we realize that sex is so much more than what we've been taught it is. And pleasure is so much more, especially for women. I think women for so long have been told that they are the receivers of whatever is sort of designed as what sex is, penetration or genital focused pleasure. And I want, you know, women to feel empowered around sexuality, that pleasure is about understanding your body, your anatomy, how things work, and that it's going to be different for women than it is for men. Of course, that's obvious, but sometimes we have to be reminded that we're wired differently. Our bodies respond differently. And I think the more knowledge we have, the more it helps us to reconcile our own experience. And that's why I think education is key. And as we know, as a culture and as a wider society, sex education is not offered in many contexts at many, at many stages throughout your life. You might get a small uh, part of it in your early education that focuses around reproductive health, but Hardly ever are there conversations around intimacy, communication. Even the word pleasure is hardly used in the same sentence as sex. And that's what I'm here to change is just people's awareness that we're talking about feeling good when we're talking about sex, not all of the scary, fearful, don't do this and, and rules that we learn throughout our, our life with different messages. Oh, absolutely. You know, I really, truly appreciate the work that is being done by you and Chispa to just empower others to take care of their sexual health. Now, you're offering trustworthy information. You're making it available to men and women so it can inspire these improved, I, I say new and improved connections. And I love it. I am so here for it. Can you share what type of resources are being made available to encourage um, just, you know, relationships, partners, men, women, just the community um, during Sexual Health Awareness Month? Yes. I mean, what we've done in this partnership with Chispa and I is create, you know, sexual health videos, resources that are questions that you may not want to ask someone in your life, whether it be a friend, a partner, a doctor, being able to talk about common concerns. So even though we may feel like, oh, I don't have an issue or concern, having an idea about common issues that may happen at different stages in your lifespan around sex and sexuality are good awareness. They're also preventative. So what we've done is created this resource page, which you can find at find2chispa.com. And there's a lot of information there, different topics. And I'm glad you mentioned whether it's for men, for women, it's for everyone. Whether you're in a partnership or not, it's important to learn about sexual health, even outside of your own experience, so that you can be uh, able to express empathy and understanding. So it doesn't create awkward moments when you are in partnership navigating these issues. So I think it starts with that approachable information that makes sense to our experiences that we're having out in the world. And I think it's also important to share, there is no age, correct? Yes. yes. <laughs> so we should be educating ourselves and learning and absorbing, you know, all these this information that will help us improve connection. Because I think human beings are made for connection, right? So why not make it the best possible one? Um, so I, I appreciate 
like I said, all the work that you and Chispa are doing. Now, one of the things that I like to do as we conclude interviews is just have our guests um, offer a piece of advice, a mantra, a quote, something that will that the listeners can take with them. So as we celebrate Sexual Health Awareness Month, what message would you like to share with listeners about the importance of taking care of their sexual health and navigating its challenges? Yes, I think the most important thing is start where you are. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're behind, if you're in the dark, be where you are. I always tell my clients not knowing is a great place to start because that's where we can find and access what we need to feel more confident. So I, I love what you said a moment ago. Age is not a factor. We are always learning about sex. I, as a sex therapist and expert, am still learning new things every day. So it's it's part of the process and making that fun and approachable is really important. It's not something that we should feel shame around or our egos are in the way. So taking charge of your sexual health is my mantra for everyone. You know, be where you are, figure out, be excited about learning. It doesn't mean that you are uh, doing something wrong because you don't know. It means that you're being a responsible and confident sexual being by wanting that information. By even acknowledging that we have a sexual health awareness month, it means that there is a month that is dedicated to learning about your sexual health. And I love that it falls in the same month as, you know, the Latins uh, Heritage Month, where yes. we're celebrating our culture. So of course, big wins and celebrations all month for this topic. I love it, Dr. Chavez. Thank you so much. I know you are a busy, busy, busy woman. So I will let you go. But before we do, can you please share with the listeners how they can find you, how they can find Chispa and please repeat the link for the resources for them. Yes, absolutely. So I am on all social media platforms at Dr. Shannon Chavez, and you can find all of our great resources in my collaboration with Chispa at findtochispa.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And we will be checking it out. Excellent, so and, good to see you. Thanks for having me and- uh, Oh, great to meet you. And thank you listeners for joining us on this episode of AW Confidential. And just remember, leave that judgment at home, guys. I'll talk to you soon.